Welcome to the United Soccer Coaches Podcast, presented by League Apps. League Apps is the leading youth sports management platform, providing organizations with the technology and professional development they need to run, grow, and win. On a mission to bring the benefits of sport to kids everywhere, they go beyond technology to provide leaders with professional development and relationship building, and to work with sports-based organizations to address issues of accessibility and equality. To learn more, find them at League Apps com or as league apps on all of the social networks now here's the host of the show longtime soccer broadcaster and voice of united soccer coaches dean linky i am dean linky and this is indeed the very special united soccer coaches convention edition of the united soccer coaches podcast presented by league apps there's a lot to do there's a lot to learn so let's get right to it we kick off with our outgoing president ashley fontes combert then we talk to the CEO of United Soccer Coaches, Jeff Van Dusen, the curator of this year's convention from the Coaching Education Department, Dave Simeone, the new incoming president, Dr. Dave Carr, and we meet a new member of our 30 under 30 class at 24 years old, already a D2 women's head coach, Sonny Gelnovach. And it starts after this message from our presenting sponsor, Lee Gaps. We bet you didn't get into this business for the back office duties. That's why we created League Apps, the industry's leading youth sports management platform. So you can spend less time with busy work and more time doing what you love. League Apps provides organizations with the technology and professional development they need to run, grow, and win. Go to leagueapps.com to learn more. League Apps is proud to be the presenting sponsor of the United Soccer Coaches Podcast. Welcome back to the United Soccer Coaches Podcast, presented by League Apps. Once again, here's the host of the show, Dean Linky. Kicking off the very special convention edition of the United Soccer Coaches Podcast with the outgoing president. What a great year she's had, talking about Ashley Fontes Comber. And Ashley joins me now. Ashley, welcome to this convention edition of the United Soccer Coaches Podcast. Thank you, Dean. And on behalf of United Soccer Coaches, I'd also like to welcome everybody to the convention as well. Well, that's what we wanted. So with that, can you reflect on your year as president, Ashley? <laughs> the best I can. I've been trying. It, it's it's interesting, you know, time. We always say how quickly it goes and there's never an exception to it. So the year has come and gone very quickly. As a board, it's been interesting because we've been able to the last Two years before, this is the first year we've returned to normal. So back to in-person meetings, back to to what it was before COVID. But it's been great. It's it's been a it's been a privilege. It's been an honor. It's been a great experience. You're wrapping up your fifth year as part of this process. You have one more year as the past president. Can you recall some big moments as president of United Soccer Coaches that will forever be entrenched in your mind and heart? Sure, I think. We have an incredible, incredible national staff. I didn't before my presidential year have as much of a look inside as I did this year. And the talented people, the passionate people within it, you know, within Jeff and, and Angie and Beth and, and everyone that comes with it, Trish Hughes done an amazing job. I think that's what makes everything so special. So no matter what comes out of it, it's, it's really special because you, I've had the opportunity to know the people behind it a little bit more. So like some things that came out this year, like coaching credential program is 
amazing. You know, just that we're we're forward thinking. People that are involved are are really doing it to better the landscape, to better the development for coaches. So I will take that with me, just knowing that whether I'm on the board or when I leave, like we have quality people in it for us for the right reasons. And that's been really special. How about challenges as the president? Any big challenges you faced this past year, Ashley? I think it's it's a recurring challenge of no matter what you jump into, time, right? It always comes back to time. And especially with a presidential year, you might have a, a thorough plan that you want to execute. You're going to follow, you're going to prioritize. And then, you know, life happens, things happen. So for Kevin Sims, you know, it was COVID. He had a, a different plan going into his presidential year. And then COVID hit and we had to quickly pivot. And the person, the remarkable person he is, he was the absolute best person for that job at that time. For me, I don't think we've had any real trials or tribulations. I've been very fortunate lucky. We have an incredible board with a diverse area of expertise and just trying to guide Jeff along in the, the transition into CEO. I think it's been top priority, but you always wish, I think we had more time to get more done, but I, I think we've we've done well. You've already hit on two key initiatives. That is Jeff Van Dusen, now the new CEO, and also the coaching credentialing program, which Dr. Dave Carr is also going to talk about as somebody that you're going to hand the gavel off to. What are some other key initiatives that you're proud of as you step down as president? Just being able to have a pulse on the coaching community, which the coaching community in a broader scope, we're very vibrant, extremely diverse. So trying to understand at each level, at each diverse community, what is needed. I think one of the key things that we were able to implement this year, which is huge credit to Jeff, is the training ground. You know, so being able to enhance our technology. I mean, where do you, when you walk around outside in daily life, even, do you ever see somebody not holding a cell phone? So our technological advances need to keep up with the times. I think the training ground gives us that first step forward in that direction. And again, huge credit to Jeff. It was something he really pushed to hit the ground running with at the beginning of this year. And I think it's up from there. Double question. As you hand the gavel over, what will you miss most about being president? And let's have some fun, Ashley. What won't you miss? <laughs> Gosh, handing the gavel over will be great. Dave brings a, such a strong lens in the education background that he has. We've laid some groundwork, so he's going to really be able to take, take off in that direction. But I, I think I'll miss, honestly, like Jeff is such a pleasure. So we talk weekly. And we get to talk about the game. I think anybody that loves the game just enjoys having those conversations. So to be able to have one, you know, that's narrowly focused on the coaching community and throwing ideas back and forth off each other, it's, it's been a lot of fun. What I won't miss, <laughs> I think that's for me to reflect on personally and keep private in my own journaling <laughs> and in my own growth and development process. But again, it's, it's been tremendous. It's been, I take everything as a learning experience an opportunity for growth. I can always be better. We can always do better. I really appreciate that answer. And as you know, in multiple interviews I've done with you, I've always been impressed with your path and I know you're still pursuing that doctorate. Can you get us up to date on where you are with that? And I think you're also doing some stuff with ATA football. Like what are you up to right now, Ashley? Yeah. So a question I get so much, are you, did you get your doctorate? Did you earn it? I'm like, well, 
no, <laughs> I haven't. I'm, I'm still on that path. I will admit there are times when I, I get distracted and look, you know, I was two years in and I was supposed to start my prospectus and dissertation and the uh, U.S. Development Academy folded. So I jumped in and, and helped build the Girls Academy, you know, nationwide league. That took some time. That took a, a full year and a half off of focusing on my coursework. Uh, my professors weren't too happy about it, but I mean, I am very lucky that they still support me in that, that journey. Helped, a, you know, another startup, like you mentioned, Atta, try to get off the ground a little bit. But now I'm just refocused on I'm in that final stretch. I, I sent over my final version for my perspective. So hopefully the defense will be coming soon. Fingers crossed. We started with your welcome. We'll end with parting words of wisdom for all of the thousands of coaches that are going to be in Philadelphia starting today. The parting words of wisdom from the outgoing president of United Soccer Coaches, Ashley Fontes Comber. Parting words. I would say, look, as we go forward, as you lead, we always need to keep an open heart and an open mind. We honestly never know what someone is going through, what they have been through, or what they're about to go through, but they will remember the experience that they had with you. So hopefully that experience will give them something that they need at some point in time in their life, and it's positive. We'll stop. Amen with a period. Well done. Always a pleasure, Ashley. Can't wait to see you in Philadelphia. Thanks for welcoming everybody on the special edition of the United Soccer Coaches podcast. Thank you, Dean. Always a pleasure. Always my pleasure to spend time with the great Ashley Fontes Comber. Speaking of great, Jeff Van Dusen doing a great job as the CEO of United Soccer Coaches. He'll join us next on the special convention issue of the United Soccer Coaches podcast presented by League Apps. United Soccer Coaches Advanced Diplomas have long been regarded as an excellent way to expand your coaching knowledge, advance your career, and improve your player's development. Now, with our blended format that incorporates online and in-person learning, coaches with ever-demanding schedules can earn their diploma in the most time-friendly way possible. Visit unitedsoccercoaches.org slash advanced-diplomas for more information. Welcome back to our very special United Soccer Coaches Convention edition of the United Soccer Coaches podcast presented by Lee Gaps. We just heard from the outgoing president, Ashley Fontes Comer. And as promised, we now are greeted by the CEO of United Soccer Coaches. This will be his second convention as the CEO. We're talking about the great Jeff Van Dusen. Welcome, Jeff. Hi, Dean. Hi, everyone. Great to be here. Yep, it's Convention Wednesday. We're off and rolling. And of course, we just had the welcome from Ashley Fontes Comer. You've been with her for a year now, Jeff. Before we dive into what you're most looking forward to here in Philadelphia, can you comment on the term that Ashley just served? With the association, the president serves one year, but a six-year total on the board. And Ashley was a fantastic president for me as my first year as CEO. She was very patient. She was very guiding. She's incredibly intelligent. She was always about the greater good of the association and really pushed me to think a little bit differently and very inclusively. And she's going to go down as one of my favorite board members because of that special time that we've had to spend together trying to guide me through my first year. 
You've been in Philadelphia already a few days. Everybody else is now heading in today, Wednesday, the first day of the convention. Can you talk about the overall buzz and sizzle of this year's convention? Well, Philly is a fantastic city for us. I think this is our ninth time in Philly. And what I love about Philly is that campus environment where all the hotels and all the bars and restaurants and the convention center is really compact. So everywhere you go, you see other soccer coaches, right? I love the energy that the coaches bring, the exhibitors bring, the All-Americans bring. We're bursting at the seams. The numbers are really good. I think everybody's really excited to be back in person. This event is not just about education, right? It's about getting together, talking, walking, sleeping, drinking, eating the game. And coaches learn from each other. And that's what I love about this is, yes, the game is the greatest teacher, but also being in an environment with so many coaches where you can learn from each other and really network, find your next player, find your next assistant coach, find your next great idea. It's all right there in Philly during this week. And it's really exciting to me to see how the coaches really get excited and are motivated to go back and make their players and their teams better. You, Jeff Van Dusen, I think maybe better than anybody understands that it takes a village to pull this incredible event off with sometimes more than 10,000 people in attendance. Can you talk about that great village you have with you? Absolutely. So first and foremost, our national office staff, everyone works on the convention. There's 28 staff, everyone from our IT to our graphics, to the marketing, of course, to our different levels of the game and our CFO, Beth Sullivan, our COO, Angie Eliason, and then of course, our events manager and event specialist, Emily Miller and Erica Dyer. They do an amazing job all year round to make sure that the attendee has a wonderful experience. So all those logistics are solved and a coach can come to the event and really take advantage of what it's about. The event is about education. The event is about networking, celebrating. And so all of that goes into the planning and the organization of this. So I can't say enough about Angie can't say enough about Erica Dyer, Emily Miller, and our whole staff. We all pitch together and put this on and make sure every detail is covered. What are you most looking forward to, Jeff Van Dusen? There's so many exciting items surrounding the convention. Any one or two that definitely rise to the top for the CEO of the association? Being in the same room with like-minded people, that inclusive environment. You could see a youth coach talking with Anson Dorrance, for example. And they're talking the game. And I'm super excited about all the education. I think Dave Simeone did an amazing job of putting together this program as far as the education piece. And I'm really excited about just that energy around the building of the education and the celebrating of the accomplishments from this past year. That's so well said. Come up, Dave Simeone will even talk about the fact that there's nine diplomas, so education is huge. The other thing that is huge at the convention is awards. We have four amazing people going into the Hall of Fame, legendary names, in fact. And one of the things United Soccer Coaches has always had a lot of pride in is recognizing greatness. Yes, I think it's a great class of, of the major award winners. 
But the association, we give out about 12,000 awards every year. And that's from rankings to regional player teams, All-Americas, Coaches of the Year, Staff of the Year, Membership Awards. It's a full week of celebrating accomplishments and service to the game at all levels. So our awards department is huge, and they do an amazing job just to make sure that every coach has some type of recognition for the accomplishments that they've done on and off the field. The awards department is led by Steve Veal, John Mayer, Pat Madden. They work tirelessly all year round to make sure that this awards program is really reputable. The coaches receive the recognition that they deserve. Jeff, anybody hearing this right now that can get to the convention, what is your message to them? If you can get to Philadelphia, come on. It's an amazing event where you will learn. You will learn from each other. When I talk about reality-based coaching, that's what we need more of. It's not just printing off a session plan and executing it on the field. Reality-based coaching, and this is something that you're going to really submerse yourself in at the convention, is talking the game with others. Understanding that how do you take a training session, execute it so your players learn and grasp the concept of what your training session is about. It's not just a recipe-based coaching education. This is reality-based coaching. You're going to see how to adjust your training sessions, how to make sure that your players really understand what's going on. And then if they don't, how do you make those adjustments? And that's what I love about the convention because coaches absorb that from each other. So come to Philadelphia, immerse yourself in that, celebrate the game. There's the business side of the game with 200,000 square feet of exhibit hall where you can see the new latest and greatest apparel, soccer equipment and fundraising equipment. All of these things that make a coach's life easier and better is all right there under one roof in Philly. Why wouldn't you come? Final question, Jeff. I've had the great honor a couple of times of being able to go to the final event on Saturday night as you close out everything on Sunday. It is frantic all week long. People at your level, I don't even know how you know what day it is, quite frankly. But when you get to that last day and you look around the room, can you just put into words the feeling of gratitude you have? Yeah, it's, it's kind of bittersweet. One, I'm so proud of our national office staff and the volunteers that come in. We have over 100 staff that work this event. We have over 100 volunteers that come into the event. I'm so proud because it's kind of the celebration of the culmination of, of a wonderful year. But on the other hand, I'm really sad because, because I know I'm going home the next day, day and I don't get to hang out with all those people every day. So, you know, the convention is, is just an emotional roller coaster from that standpoint. I'm proud of all the volunteers that this association has. I'm proud of our national office staff. I'm proud of people like you, Dean, that just give your heart and soul to this association and betterment of the game. It's an incredible feeling. Just being around all those people are just so energizing. Yet another great, authentic, and genuine answer from Jeff Van Dusen, who always speaks from his heart, including talking about the roller coaster ride that is the convention, it is so true. Jeff Van Dusen, an honor to spend time with you as we welcome everybody to Philadelphia. It should be great. We're going to have a great time. 
Come on, we'll see you all in Philly. You know we will, Jeff Van Dusen. And part of the reason we're going to have a good time is Dave Simeone with United Soccer Coaches has done an amazing job as essentially the curator of this year's convention. Dave Simeone on the bounce. Does it feel like all you're doing to manage your team, club, or league is busy work? If so, League Apps can help you get back to doing what you love, delivering a powerful yet simple youth sports management platform from robust registration and payment tools to automated communications and other software integrations. League Apps saves you time and headaches. Less busy work, more time doing what you love. Go to leagueapps.com to learn more. League Apps is proud to be the presenting sponsor of the United Soccer Coaches podcast. Welcome back to this very special convention edition of the United Soccer Coaches podcast presented by Lee Gaps. I want to thank Ashley and Jeff for kicking things off. As promised, we're now joined by Dave Simeone, the Director of Education Programs for United Soccer Coaches. And as Jeff Van Dusen said, very much the curator of this year's convention. That's a big word, Dave. I welcome you. And then I ask you, when Jeff Van Dusen gives you credit as the curator, I think that's a big compliment. Well, it's been a big undertaking, I know that. It's totally different constructing and creating the content for this and looking at it from the inside the convention versus either presenting at it or attending it. So it's been a wonderful experience for me, and uh, I'm just excited about getting started. As people know, as you've been on the program before and people know Dave Simeone, you've had your hands on multiple areas of coaching. Now as a full-time employee of United Soccer Coaches at this convention, what does that mean to you, sir? When I think about, I've been a member of the association since around 1983 or 84, and I've seen firsthand the growth and the evolution of United Soccer Coaches. The convention is one piece of it. But what I've learned in those 40 years is that the connections that you make with people, the relationships that are lifelong, not only because of career, but because of interpersonal, has been wonderful. And to be able to contribute to the association beyond teaching diploma courses has been a great pleasure for me. As we all know, the convention usually kicks off with the Director of Coaching Education. It's Vince Gansberg. What is Vince going to debut at the convention with? What's the topic? What are we going to learn? Well, Vince has got a wonderful session plan. The title of it is The Games Are the Best Teachers. And it all emanates back to our philosophy about getting coaches to create game-like environments for players to develop their decision-making application of technique. And so he's going to tie that into some of what we just saw in the World Cup with some of the trends. I think it's going to be a great experience for those attending. Going back to that comment about being the curator, everybody knows you can't do it on your own. I feel like, Dave, you're really proud of the staff around you, the staff at United Soccer Coaches. What a great group of people and what a great and accomplished group of professionals. Erica Dyer, our convention manager, her sidekick, Emily, our scheduler who schedules the entire convention, Rudy Zimmerman. I think about everyone in and around the organization that has had and played a part in supporting 
the content that I've been able to secure for the convention. It's been a huge team effort. Can you comment on the buzz around this one? We went virtual. We still had a little COVID hanging around last year in Kansas City. Now we feel like we're almost out of it. And because of that, I feel like a bigger buzz is headed to Philadelphia. Well, I'm pleased that you say that because I think people are ready to get back in person. I think as wonderful as technology is, as useful as it is in teaching and learning, accessibility of information, I think the interpersonal interaction between colleagues, between those presenting either in the classroom or on the, the training pitches we have in the convention center, I think the interpersonal interaction is such a huge part of it. People come to the convention, coaches come to the convention, and they connect with people, and they create 30 and 40-year relationships with them. And this is in part what we get out of the association through the convention. So it's spectacular. You're hearing the voice of Dave Simeon, the Director of Education Programs for United Soccer Coaches. This question is going to be tough, Dave, and I can promise you your eyes are going to swirl. As you think about this convention, is there one particular session or one particular part of the convention that you're most looking forward to, sir? What I did to, in order to understand the convention from my position was to kind of deconstruct it and put it into digestible form. So like we're offering nine diplomas or certificates at the convention, holistic programming, like coaching the complete player with Sky Eddie, modern trends of the game, which is previewing our newest diploma that Paul Marco and the guys are rolling out, a DOC course, a high school coaching course. So within just the diplomas and certifications, then we have football associations. We have the Japanese Football Association presenting. We have the Irish FA, the FAI, the Scottish Football Association. We have in the college realm, we have Ian McIntyre, who Syracuse program just won the men's division one championships. Marguerite Awazasa from UCLA, who in her inaugural year as a head coach, and what a final that was to win it in that manner, and what a year she had, she'll be presenting, as well as Julianne Sitch, who is the head coach at the University of Chicago in the men's division three championship this year. We have people from and professionals from the USL, both men and women, uh, Amanda Vandervoort, Dr. Missy Price, both of which are accomplished, but they're also former presidents of the association. So when you try and boil it down to a session, it's really hard because this array of information, either in the classroom or on the training fields, it's unbelievable. So I'm very, very proud of it. And I'm very, very happy the quality of the presenters we have. Dave Simeon, the Director of Education Programs for United Soccer Coaches. Any final last word on the excitement? Maybe there's some people still on the fence thinking about getting to Philadelphia. What would you like to say to them? For coaches on the front end of their career, let's say under 30 years of age, this will impact your whole career for innumerable reasons. I would encourage them to come. It is always tremendous to see people that you have relationships with, professional and personal, through 20, 30, 40 years. I think 
If they come this year, it's going to be a resurgence. Philadelphia is always a tremendous place for the convention. Already talking about leading into Anaheim in 2024 and the exciting things that we're going to do there. So I would encourage them to come and be a part of it. Dave Simeon, thanks for representing the Coaching Education Department of United Soccer Coaches on this special convention edition of the United Soccer Coaches podcast. I'll see you in Philadelphia. I will see you. Thank you so much, Dean. Thank you, Dave. And we're not done with Dave's. Coming up, Dr. Dave Carr, the incoming president for United Soccer Coaches. Stay with us. Performance analysis is now recognized as having a crucial role to play in any coaching program. United Soccer Coaches Performance Analysis Level 1 Special Topics Diploma will provide coaches with real-world examples of how analysis is being used to enhance the individual player development process and maximize team performance. Additionally, successful candidates will achieve Level 1 accreditation as an Applied Performance Analyst from the International Society of Performance Analysis of Sport. Register now by visiting the Master Course Schedule on unitedsoccercoaches.org. Welcome back to this very special convention episode of the United Soccer Coaches podcast. I want to thank Ashley Fontes Comer, Jeff Van Dusen, and Dave Simeon. And as promised, the incoming president, he'll receive the gavel from Ashley Fontes Comer in Philadelphia, talking about Dr. Dave Carr. Dr. Carr, welcome to the United Soccer Coaches podcast. Thanks, Dean. It's a pleasure to be with you. As we've already heard on this podcast, it's a six-year cycle. You are now entering your fifth year. That means you are now president. What does it mean to Dr. Dave Carr to be the president of United Soccer Coaches? Well, this is uh, one of the biggest honors of uh, my professional career. I joined the National Soccer Coaches Association 49 years ago when I was still playing at the University of Maine. I kind of knew I wanted to coach and I wanted to coach soccer and I'd been involved in the game. And when I found out there was a, a special association which had a soccer journal, I jumped on board when I was entering my junior year in college. So I've been a member for a long time and been involved in lots of different things soccer related. So this is really special. Can you put into words what you are most excited about, Dr. Carr, and what you think might be the biggest challenge of your presidency coming forward? I'm really excited that with the new direction, new initiatives, a lot of new folks that are doing some really great work in Kansas City and for the association, some of the new initiatives in coaching education, which is one of my areas of focus, I think there's a whole lot of really excited things coming. And we're working to sort of bring them out. We'll launch a lot of new things at the convention. And it's going to be a busy year as we move forward with some of the things that we're taking on. Would you say that would be the challenge then? Because so many initiatives are coming, just the challenge of getting everything done, Dr. Carr? We're going to get a lot of stuff done in 2023. But these are some foundation building sessions, initiatives, programs that will try to move forward and they may have quite a lifetime as we move them forward, but we may not be able to complete getting everything checked off in a calendar year. 
For those of you listening who have heard me interview Dr. Dave Carr before, you know I have an unvarnished bias toward Dr. Dave Carr because of his ties to my alma mater, Ohio University. So with that, Dr. Carr, and we'll get to the Ohio University part, but there was a lot that happened before your incredible career at Ohio University with this coaching education program, which is out of this world. I know you are now retired, but I'll forever consider you a Bobcat. I hope that's okay. That's I know okay. you played, thank you. I know you played college soccer at Maine. What happened after that, Dr. Carr? Walk us through all those great steps. Can you do that? Yeah, we we have a couple hours. <laughs> I decided fairly early on that being engaged in physical education, teaching and coaching was something that I was really maybe cut out to do. So Maine opened up the opportunity for me to play and I got uh, a really good education, got my degree, and then it was time to go to work. And so at 23, I started teaching and coaching, and I was the head coach at Burlington High School in Burlington, Vermont, as a 23-year-old who didn't know a whole lot. So that's when it, it started, and um, we got involved. I started the Vermont Youth Soccer Association. We became a member of U.S. Youth Soccer. We got that off the ground. I was working in the adult summer programming. I was the commissioner of the Vermont Soccer League. I was also playing and refereeing. I ran the Burlington Youth soccer program for the parks and rec department. I was fully immersed right out of the gate. My wife finished medical school. We moved to Huntington, West Virginia, so she could be involved in a residency at the Marshall University School of Medicine, which was brand new. So I walked into a, you know, a completely different environment, but the soccer needs of the area were still there. And I got involved with high school soccer at its start in West Virginia became a volunteer assistant at Marshall University when they started their program. Eventually got my master's degree at Marshall, became a high school assistant principal and soccer coach at an area school. So I got to see public school administration from an, another view, which was really helpful in my development. And then in 1983, I made the transition from high school and youth to the college game and worked with Ron McEachin at Middlebury College in Vermont. And then I was offered the head coaching job at the University of Charleston in Charleston, West Virginia, starting in 1984. So I built a college program from scratch there and very successful, great players, still in touch with all of them. But I had the bug of the academic side, had an opportunity to begin doctoral work at the University of New Mexico. I was in Albuquerque, was immediately offered a club position to coach two teams. And then two months later, I was offered the opportunity to be the head coach and general manager of the New Mexico Chiles, which was a new franchise in the American Professional Soccer League, which was the highest level of professional soccer in the U.S. at the time. So I built a pro team with some really good people, and we got that off the ground. Now, the U.S. was awarded the, the World Cup in 94, and that league really ramped up with their, so the overall league structure, what they wanted, how they were going to move the league forward as we moved into the World Cup year. And then the financial cost to the owners of the Chiles was too great to stay at that level. So they took a step back. 
at that point, I had an opportunity to go to Virginia Tech, actually create a doctoral program in curriculum and instruction, but with a focus on sport pedagogy, which led into my development of using research and literature and information to create a coaching master's. So once I got my degree in 94, I stayed on the faculty at Virginia Tech for a year or two, and then I needed to find a home where somebody would really allow me to possibly develop this graduate level coaching program that I hadn't created, basically. And Ohio University became that place. So in 1996, I started as an assistant professor at OU. Within a couple of years, we redesigned our physical education, which became a sports physical education, sports sciences program. And we were able to then develop the master's in coaching, which we launched in 2001. So I did that for 25 years, then still involved in coaching and working with players at different levels. Had an opportunity also with Dr. Tom Fleck and Dr. Ron Quinn and a couple of other colleagues to be involved in the development of the National Youth License. So we use a lot of the resources and, and research and in child development, child psychology, pedagogy, lots of other areas to build what we feel is a really, really valuable course for coaches of kids under 12. And now that course is part of United Soccer Coaches and is the National Youth Diploma. So we're still working on that. Yeah, so that's what I wanted to lead to. And by the way, an amazing career. Thank you for taking the time to walk us through it. A career that all of us are proud of and you should especially be proud of. I'm certain your family is proud of. It's, uh, I mean, out of this world, Dr. Carr. And along the way, you know, you mentioned your tie into the association. When did you come forward with NSCAA slash United Soccer Coaches to align Ohio U's coaching education program together? It took a while. I made a proposal to Jeff Tipping, who was the director of coaching at the time, back in 2007, eight, somewhere in there, kind of put the idea forward. And then there were sort of changes, Tip stepped down. It took a while before um, they brought in Ian Barker. Obviously, we brought in uh, Joe Cummings as a new CEO. So there was a lot of sort of internal transition that the concept or the proposal sort of got put on hold for a little while. We reapproached in 2011. We formed an agreement to develop it. So over the course of 2011-2012, I pitched the idea to Ohio University. That had to go all the way to the Ohio Department, uh, State Department of Education and Higher Education Commission and others for approvals. It was not a new degree. It was a different degree under an uh, existing degree title. There's lots of rules you got to follow to put it together, but we built somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 new courses. We gave us a lot of flexibility with the curriculum and what we felt at the time was needed for coaches. What is the coach's role? It's not just going out on the field and, and running drills and activities and playing games. It's what do they know about training? What do they know about management? What do they know about teaching? What do they know about care and prevention and risk management? What do they know about the psychological factors or the sociological impact, the business side? How do you sell your program? 
there's so many pieces of the responsibility of being a coach that we wanted to make sure that we were preparing coaches for a, basically a lifetime career if they wanted one that included as much information as we could pack into a 36-hour curriculum. So based on everything you told me, and I feel like I get to live the dream every day, Dr. Carr, I love what I do. I've told you I love what I do. Yep. I got to believe you love what you do because you loved soccer, you loved coaching, you had this desire for academia, and here you go with this natural tie-in, and now your swan song, I know you're going to be around for a while, though, is to be the president of United Soccer Coaches. I mean, I think it's just a great story. Well, thanks. I mean, it's it's obviously it was a long time in its development, but it was something that I sought out fairly early on. I saw the need for we had so many volunteer coaches and some of them came from playing backgrounds. But they didn't necessarily come from a coaching background. And there was an assumption years ago that, well, if you played, you could coach. Well, no, you can't. So it was the catalyst for me to sort of say, let's see what we can do to help make coaches better, mm. which will hopefully make players better, which will hopefully give players a better experience and raise the level of the game. You know, it's a small piece of the big puzzle, but that was, that was my motivation to sort of move the process forward. And I was able to, to be in the, in good places with good people and people that, were able to say yes to my proposals. They didn't say yes right away, necessarily. We sort of had to work at it. But, uh, you know, eventually at Ohio, we were able to put together a campus-based program for new and young coaches who had just finished playing. And then we put together an online program for all sports, all levels, for current coaches of all ages. Um, we've had 65-year-olds in our master's program wow. that are still coaching. And then, you know, one of the things that I really was keen on developing was a specific soccer master's degree. And, you know, thanks to everybody at Ohio for listening and saying yes and moving the process along. And and we got it launched. And And then I was also able, I had the flexibility to hire who I felt were top level coaching educators that were topic specific in the courses that they taught. And they hit the ground running. They helped work with me for developing content. And all of them have been together still teaching since 2013. So the answer is yes, a dream ride, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. And now capped off by being president of association that you are near and dear to, right? Absolutely. It's a, an association that I truly believe in. I've been a big part of because I believe in it. I believe in what they're doing. Lots of really positives. And to have a connection to 16 to 20,000 coaches is really cool. So let's end it with this. I mentioned that you'll receive the gavel handing over to make you the president of United Soccer Coaches. You've done all these great things. So maybe it's just another you know, check in the box. Or maybe it's bigger than that. Can you put into words, Dr. Carr, what that will mean when that happens in Philadelphia? Obviously, it's an honor. I was asked by my colleagues, many of my colleagues, to put my name in the hat, if you will. They supported me. I was very honored to get large percentage of the votes when, when uh, back in 2019. 
So I had an opportunity to then commit this six-year period to the board, and the board is fabulous. You just need to understand that there are so many dedicated people on the board that come from different backgrounds, have different levels of expertise, but it's a really great board to work with. So with, with Jeff Van Dusen as the CEO and his vision, new staff working on new initiatives, new proposals, it's a very positive approach for me to move into the presidency because we got so many really cool things to, to look at developing over the next year plus. So we'll end with this, as I ask almost everybody who is on the United Soccer Coaches podcast, young and old, no matter what their role is, when they hear the words United Soccer Coaches, what does it mean to you, Dr. Dave Carr, the incoming president of the association? It means we're the voice and the place where soccer coaches at all levels can get the latest information and become a better coach. Dr. Dave Carr. A forever a Bobcat as well. I know you've got that Maine and Vermont and all that other ties, but forever a Bobcat. And now the new president of United Soccer Coaches. Go Bobcats, go Dr. Dave Carr. We'll see you in Philadelphia. Thanks for being with us. Thanks, Dean. Go Bobcats. Love it, Dr. Dave Carr. And I know you're going to be a great president for United Soccer Coaches. You have to love the 30 under 30 class each and every year for United Soccer Coaches. We end our special convention episode of United Soccer Coaches podcast meeting another member of the newest class, Sonny Gelnovac, a national champion and United Soccer Coaches All-American at Messiah College. Now at 24 years old, she was just named the head coach of a D2 program in the state of Pennsylvania. Yes, it's the Gelnovac family, and yes, she is Sonny. Sonny Gelnovac, after this message. We bet you didn't get into this business for the back office duties. That's why we created League Apps, the industry's leading youth sports management platform. So you can spend less time with busy work and more time doing what you love. League Apps provides organizations with the technology and professional development they need to run, grow, and win. Go to leagueapps.com to learn more. League Apps is proud to be the presenting sponsor of the United Soccer Coaches podcast. Welcome back to the United Soccer Coaches podcast. We round out our very special convention issue, meeting another member of our 30 under 30 class. You will see her in Philadelphia. We're talking about Sonny Gelnovach. That's right, Sonny Gelnovach. Yes, it is the daughter of George Gelnovach. You got it right. And Sonny, welcome to the United Soccer Coaches podcast. Hi, Dean. Thanks for having me. I'm sure you get a little bit of that, right? When your name is Sonny and you're in the soccer world and you've got a pretty famous dad in the soccer world, you get a little bit of that, don't you? Yep, just a little bit. <laughs> and then, of course, your brother as well was a goalkeeper at Louisville, and he's also a coach too, right? Yep, he's the goalkeeper coach for the men's team at the University of Rhode Island. All right, Sonny, I promise we're here to talk about you, not about your dad <laughs> and your brother. However, semicolon, I do have to ask you, what it was like growing up in that family because your dad is an icon in soccer. You know that, right? Yes, yes, I do. That's a good question. So being a part of a family like that, it exposed me to the college game at the highest level at a really young age, which made me want to become a coach at a really young age because I saw the lifestyle. I saw the ins and outs of it. 
I'm really grateful in that sense that I got to know what I wanted to do from a young age. Well, and what you wanted to do was be a great player as well. I understand you're a national champion from Messiah. I have time for Messiah all day. We've had their men's and women's coaches on several times. It is a powerhouse, as you know. And talk about your decision to go play at Messiah University where you won a national championship in the fall of 2019. I committed to Messiah the summer going into my senior year of high school. I really resonated with Coach Fry's coaching philosophies, playing style. I really knew that I was going to develop as a player there, but it also, the program really helped me develop as a person. And I think a big reason behind that is the unique culture that Messiah has, that the soccer program has. It made me into being able to be a young professional. And I'm really grateful for my experience there. And tell us about what position you played. I was an attacking central midfielder. Okay. So like a true number 10 type player. Yep. All right. Awesome. And going back to your dad, did your dad coach you at all when you were coming up? He coached my brother and I's club teams. My brother and I, up until about middle school, we played on the same team. And then when the ECNL kind of became a, a big thing, I did the ECNL route. And so I played on with youth girls soccer. So I had a different coach then. But yeah, for a good portion of my youth soccer experience my dad coached that's awesome I just called the ECNL national selection game Sunday in Sarasota it was incredible the atmosphere was electric there were 40,000 kids there so tell us about your ECNL experience what was your club name and who was your coach towards the end of my youth soccer career is when ECNL really started I played at the time it was called Richmond Strikers now they've merged with Richmond Kickers and our Richmond United but that didn't really happen until my senior year, that merger. So I played for the Richmond Strikers. ECNL experience, I loved it. Big time investment, but soccer, I eat, sleep, lived and breathed it. So it was exactly what I wanted. And it got me a lot of great exposure to college coaches. So to start off, my first coach was Hershey Strasburg. And then when I got older, my coach was Aaron Bruner. I saw Aaron Bruner on the sideline on Sunday. You know, he's now the assistant for Florida State. He looks incredible as well. In fact, it's weird. I just talked to him yesterday and I have time all day for Jay Howell and Chris Fryan and everybody at the Richmond Strikers. I just think it's a great club. Did you have that feeling there? Yep. I got a lot of great training at Richmond Strikers. I commuted about an hour to an hour and a half for training growing up, but it was definitely worth it. We're here with Sonny Galnavach, a member of our 30 under 30 class. Look, before we go further about your career, I kind of feel bad because I've talked about your dad. I've talked about your brother, but we got to talk about your mom too, right? Like tell us a little bit about yeah. your mom and then we'll get back to all Sonny here. Yeah. So my mom for a long time was the head field hockey coach at the University of Virginia. That's where my mom and dad met. She made it to multiple Final Fours, got multiple National Coach of the Year awards. She's phenomenal. She's also a big reason why I wanted to be a coach as well. Wow, that's incredible. I forgot about that, actually, because I call a lot of field hockey. Well done. So when did your mom step away from coaching field hockey? Not sure the exact date. Because um, right. she was the head coach for a long time. And then once my brother and I kind of got to the age where we were starting to do soccer and both of my parents being two fall sports, they weren't able to be around as much. So 
She, then she became the assistant, which gave her more time for a few years. And then eventually she got out of coaching so she could have my brother and I travel, which we're really grateful for. And remind us her name. Missy Sanders. Missy Sanders is your mom, and she was the Virginia field hockey coach. Wow, I forgot about that. That's incredible. And you think about your dad's connection to Bruce, who also coached lacrosse, and then your mom in field hockey. I mean, it's it's pretty amazing. Wow, what a family to come through. And now you're part of this 30 under 30 class. And Sonny, you're smart enough to know, based on all the success your dad and your mom and your brother had, that this is a big deal to be part of this 30 under 30 class. You obviously knew that. Talk about why you decided to fill out the application and then talk about how excited you were when you heard that you were part of this year's 30 under 30 class. I've always had an interest in the 30 under 30 program, even when I was a college player. It was definitely something I knew I wanted to pursue at one point. And I knew it was a great opportunity for me to network and kind of work my way up in the coaching world. So that was the biggest thing that attracted me to it is just being able to learn from experts in the field and even colleagues that are in my cohort, being able to learn from people's different experiences, different coaching philosophies. Yeah, just being able to learn and grow as a young coach. Okay, so fill in the blanks because we know you were recently named the head coach for Lock Haven University of Pennsylvania. It's a D2 school in the Pennsylvania State Athletic Conference known as the PSAC. Previously, you were the assistant at the University of Alabama Huntsville. So you got this big new job. Congratulations, but fill in the blanks. So right after Messiah, did you head to the University of Alabama Huntsville? What are we missing? I got my coaching start at another PSAC school, Bloomsburg University. I was the GA there for two years. We okay. actually won a conference championship my last year there, which was super exciting. All right. So you're there and then you get the nod to head down to the University of Alabama Huntsville. That was the next step. Okay. How long were you there? Uh, I was there for eight months. So it was a really quick turnover. I was there for the spring and then the fall season. And then I saw the Lock Haven job open up. I thought it was a good opportunity for me to get my foot in the door and being a head coach. It worked out and I'm here. <laughs> well, you're obviously a very young head coach. You know the importance of putting together a staff. Talk about how you went about putting your staff together. I'm in the process of doing that right now. My first day in office was actually Friday. How about um, that? So, yeah, it's, it's been a really quick turnaround. I'm in the process. have a few candidates I'm looking at. But okay. because we're a D2 school, our funding, we have the head coach, which is full time. And then we have a graduate assistant that pretty much plays the role of who my first assistant would be. But I won't have a GA until the fall. I have a volunteer helping me out. That's a student at the university. But for the most part, I'll be on my own this spring. And then once the summer rolls around, then I'll get my own GA, which I'm in the process of finding. So tricky part of the year right now, but I'm excited. Well done, you. Bouncing around here with Sonny Galnavach, part of our 30 under 30 class, incredible soccer family, as we already mentioned. I want to go back to that national championship with Messiah. What do you remember about that game that day and raising that trophy? I've never felt anything like it, to be honest, and that's not an over-exaggeration. From the very beginning, Dean, I had a feeling we were going to win it. The running joke is I actually, we were eating at the dining hall during preseason, and they had Chinese food there, so everyone got a fortune cookie. I opened my fortune cookie, and it said, your sports team's going to have a great year. 
So right. that was the that was the running joke. Yeah, and we ended up winning it. That we ended up winning the national championship that year. But what made it so special was that team. It was a special team. The the buy-in was the highest buy-in that in my four years. I think everybody had, and it was probably the most talented team that I'd ever been a part of. We clicked at the right time. We peaked at the right time. Being able to raise the trophy was just amazing, especially because my freshman year, we lost in penalty kicks Mm. in the national final. So to be able to finish off my college career on such a high, was awesome. I mean, I feel like, I don't want to overdo this, but I feel like if you're a Gelnabatch, you win, right? That's just what you guys do, right? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I I guess so, yeah. You could say that. (laughs) I think you can say it. And then I know people are wondering about the name Sonny, so tell us the story of how you became Sonny. This is what my parents tell me, at least. When I was really little, apparently I smiled a lot. So everyone said, oh, she's so sunny. Her facial expression, she's very sunny. So it kind of just stuck. And that's what people ended up just calling me my whole life. So I go by sunny. Well, you do have a great smile. You are very sunny and I think it works. So well done. (laughs) Let's get into some of the uh, questions you answered on your application. And one was, why have you chosen the coach at the level you do? And, you know, we've already talked about the story of your mom and dad, but, you know, right now you're at D2. Talk about uh, that decision to coach at D2, which is awesome. Yeah, D2, before getting into coaching, it was not a level that I was very familiar with because when I was growing up, it wasn't really as popular. And recently it's become more and more popular. I love division two. I think what's so great about D2 is you have talented athletes that care about soccer and are very passionate and want to work really hard, but there's also more of a holistic approach in a sense of their overall wellness, thinking about mental health, pursuing careers they want to pursue. They also are able to have like internship opportunities that a lot of high D1s, a lot of those athletes, it's really hard for them to fit an opportunity to do that into their schedule. Yes, D2, your schedule is pretty packed as well, no matter what division you're at, but there's more of an emphasis on the overall student athlete experience. And being a part of that, I think it's really important. Because once they leave your program, they're prepared for post-soccer life, post-graduate life. You're hearing the voice and the wisdom and the sunny disposition of Sonny Galnavach, a member of our 30 Under 30 class, just recently named the head coach for the Lock Haven University of Pennsylvania team, which is so awesome, so brand new. She's still trying to figure out who's going to be her coach, as she explained, which is really exciting, Sonny. Let's go back to that topic, though. What are you looking for in that all-important position when you do hire that coach in the fall? The biggest thing I'm looking for is someone who's hardworking, wants to get their foot in the door in coaching, because if they want to get into coaching, I know they're going to want to work hard and work their way up. Also, I know because it's a GA position, they're going to be young, and I want someone who is able to establish that professional boundary between player and coach. Because realistically, they are going to be close in age to the players. But as long as they're able to establish that professional boundary, those are probably the key things I'm looking for. Perfect. You know, we talk a lot about mentors and memories with our members of the 30 under 30 class. And, you know, obviously we covered your mom and dad and even your brother. But who are some other people that have made a difference in your life on or off the soccer field that you definitely want us to know about, Sonny? I think a big mentor of mine is my godmother, Jessica Wilk. 
She played lacrosse and field hockey at the University of Maryland, was a Hall of Famer there. She also helped out with the women's lacrosse national team. And she was the assistant field hockey coach for my mom and then became the head coach once my mom left. She's had a really big impact on my life. She's given me a lot of really good wisdom as along with my parents when it's come to coaching and just life in general. Great answer. Have you learned yet who your mentor is going to be with the 30 Under 30 program, Sonny? Yes, I have. The head coach at Brown University. Kia McNeil? Uh, yes. Kia, McNeil. yes. Oh, wow. Yes. That's pretty impressive. Well, that'll be great yeah. for you. I mean, she is broken barriers and is obviously a, a leader among the black coaches soccer community. That's going to be awesome, Sonny. When I saw she was my mentor, I was super excited because of her background. Yeah, good for you. Now, kind of going back to this incredible family, you know, you've been a spectator, I'm sure, for great moments as well. Then you've had your own great moments. Are there some special memories watching your mom and dad or your brother that come to the front of the mind, Sonny? I think with my dad, the national championships he's won because national championships are really exciting to win. But just because, you know, you care about your family. So to see your family succeed is a really, really rewarding feeling. So that's I remember that. I remember my brother winning the ACC championship as a player. His team overcame a lot of obstacles that year from what he told me. And, you know, to see all their hard work payoff was really, really rewarding. One more question about your family, and that is their overall excitement for two things. One, when they learned you became a member of the 30 under 30 class, and two, when you were named a head coach at such a young age, what was their reaction? They told me they were super excited, but they weren't really surprised. That was their response, but they were really, really excited, and they think it's a the 30 under 30 program is a great opportunity for me to really develop and network as a coach and learn from some of the best. And then at Lock Haven, it's a great start to my coaching career, especially as a head coach, because they know I aspire to be a head coach. So to have this opportunity at 24, they were super excited for me. At 24 is just amazing. And obviously you're very familiar with United Soccer Coaches because you were a first team All-American in 2019 when you won the national champion. You were United Soccer Coaches first team All-Region in 17, 18, and 19. You were Mid-Atlantic Conference All-Conference all four years at Messiah. And you were the Mid-Atlantic Conference Rookie of the Year. So I'm thinking about your family and then you, and there's not enough walls to hang all your plaques and all your awards, Sonny. And you're only 24 years old. Yeah, the, it's it's crazy to think about. Sometimes I forget, to be honest. When people say, oh, you won a national championship. I'm like, oh, yeah, I did. I, I forget. <laughs> well, and one of the things I like about Messiah, it's a faith-based school. So I'm guessing that's an important part of who you are, Sonny. I don't think I really realized that about myself until I got to Messiah. But yeah, faith has always been important to me. It's gotten me through some of the harder trials in my life. And so being able to go to a school where you played soccer at a really high level and you got to win a lot and also to be able to incorporate a faith aspect, combining two things that I truly care about made it a really great experience. I have to admit, I almost feel bad bringing up your mom and dad and your brother because really your credentials stand on your own, Sonny. And I got to believe I'm not the first person that has had to say something like that to you. When you hear that, 
what is your reaction? Yeah, I mean, typically when people hear my last name, they think of my dad, then they think of my brother. And then once they see what I've accomplished, they're kind of the same reaction you did, like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it, I don't really think anything of it just because I know I'm starting to become my own person and make a name for myself. And that's my goal to make a name for myself in the coaching world. Well, you got a great name as well. And and I think it certainly makes sense why everybody decided to continue to call you Sunny. And you're going to be able to show everybody the Sunny side of Sunny at the convention. I think most of the 30 members are going to be there. How excited are you to be hanging out with this year's class? Yeah, I'm really excited to get to know everyone. I'm really excited to learn from everyone around me and hear their experiences and how they came into the program and just learn. Now, if you've listened to any of my interviews of the 30 under 30 class, I often ask the crystal ball question, as I call it. And that is, where does Sonny want to be 10, 15 years from now? Have you thought about that at all? Yeah, seems a long way away. But my goal in the next 10 to 15 years, I'd like to be at the level that both of my parents are at, where my dad's at. Well, that certainly makes sense, right? Because you grew yeah. up around that. And that means we'll see you on a sideline somewhere for perhaps an ACC or Big Ten or SEC powerhouse, right? That might be the goal. Yeah, that's the goal. <laughs> what about when you see somebody like Julianne Sitch, who decided to coach men? Do you have any interest in that? Yeah, I'd be open to that. I thought that was awesome when I saw that. The first person I called were my parents. And I'm like, hey, did you see this? This is amazing. And it just goes to show that opportunities are starting to open up for women in the college coaching community. I hope it starts to become more and more common. So with that, who are players that you admire, women players and male players? Who are some of your favorite players, Sonny? Who are people that you've looked up to? On the women's side, I really like Rose Lavelle. I like how she plays. I like how she sees the field. Yep. On the men's side... He's obviously not playing anymore, but I grew up being a really big fan of Michael Bradley. I thought how he played his vision on the field and how he was able to maintain the game and switch the field. I really, really enjoyed watching him play. And those are probably two people that I really enjoyed. Shame on me, but I keep going back to your family and I think about you growing up and knowing that Bruce Arena was hanging around and all of these Hall of Famers were around your family. Like what sticks with you? I remember a lot of them. Some I was really young, but one I actually really remember is Aleko Eskadarian. Sure. Uh, I just remember how skillful he was, how fast on the ball he was. He had one thing that actually I really learned from him was how quick his release was when he took a shot from outside the 18. It was so fast. It was always really hard for defenders to close down. And so that's something that made me really want to work on ball striking. And I became pretty good at it. But yeah, I remember growing up with those guys, Bruce Arena, Kenny Arena, all the arenas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Sonny Galnovich, I could talk to you all day. I'm just going to keep you for two more questions and, and let you go. Okay. The first question is Lock Haven University of Pennsylvania, under the direction of their new head coach, Sonny Galnovich, will play what kind of soccer come this fall? I want to possess the ball, but I also want to be a team that transitions very fast. A lot of players I'm inheriting from the previous coach. I've 
been able to watch them play from archived games. And I think there's a lot of potential there. That's the goal to try to try to play like that and to build from it. Well, I'm sure you'll have great success. My final question is one that I ask all the members of the 30 under 30 class. When you hear these three words, what does it mean to you? And those three words, Sonny, are United Soccer Coaches. When I think United Soccer Coaches, I think of a community of people coming together that share a passion for the game of soccer and want to learn from experts in the field, but also learn from each other's experiences. So look, I know I want to follow you and I'm an old fat guy. So I know the youngsters <laughs> are going to want to follow you. Are you on all of the cool social media stuff? Where can people keep an eye on what's up with Sonny? Yeah, if you want to keep up to date with me, my Instagram is Sonny Gelnovich underscore soccer. And then my Twitter is Skelnovich. All right, Sonny. This has been great and you're going to be great. And thank you so much for spending some time with me. It's really been a pleasure and I look forward to seeing you in Philadelphia. And thanks for being a part of the convention episode of the United Soccer Coaches podcast. Thanks for having me, Dean. So we know it's going to be Sonny in Philadelphia for the convention. We thank Sonny. We also thank Ashley and Jeff and Dave Simeone and Dr. Dave Carr. I want to thank Bailey Conklin and Brandon Milburn and Erica Dyer and all the great people at United Soccer Coaches. And most importantly, I want to thank all of you. I'll see you in Philadelphia. Thanks for listening to the very special convention episode of the United Soccer Coaches podcast presented by League Apps. Thanks for listening to the United Soccer Coaches podcast presented by League Apps. League Apps is the leading youth sports management platform, providing organizations with the technology and professional development they need to run, grow, and win. To learn more about League Apps, find them at leagueapps.com or as League Apps on all of the social networks. And to learn more about United Soccer Coaches, visit us at unitedsoccercoaches.org.